Welcome to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures, with thought leader and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast provides you with insights and ideas you can use to reinvent your culture through trust and the principles of interconnectivity, flow, and balance. At a time when the world is rewriting the rules of work, traditional leadership practices are not enough. It's time to perceive persistent challenges through a new lens. It's time to evolve. Today, podcaster Des McCabe interviews Yvette Bethel about trust-based ecosystems that are designed to bring out creativity and collaboration while reducing competition and conflict. Enjoy the show. Tell me, tell me what's happening, Yvette. Tell me about this new community that you're building. Yeah, this is the, the community is um, it's really exciting because it it all emerged right. It started out as licensed programs and talking about uh, learning and and impact. It started out as an impact community. In fact, we created a an entire website just for the community to be there and. One thing uh, we found in the first iteration of it is that we needed something to bring people together. And um, because people joined, but the wasn't what it needed to be. And so we kind of shut down the first pilot of the, the community and we started a new one, which now is more on um, we focus more on uh, impact instead of learning because it was supposed to be learning and impact and we changed it to impact and learning. Um, and really uh, it's an ecosystem that we're creating where we have different hubs. So it's a hub system where people with different interest areas can come in and explore new ways of doing things, new ways of being, new kinds of ways of contributing to culture um, because the paradigm that we're a part of now, uh, it's, it's not healthy. You know, there's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of polarization. The conversations are more about, you know, opinions and taking a stand and not listening. Everything that goes against healthy, being healthy in, in a culture or organization or, or family or whatever community. So um, we started out and we uh, you know, thought we'd do some incubation, but then um, it started to morph into something that resembled what we have now. And the whole point of it is to create something that's more like a shared economy where nobody has more or less than anybody else uh, in terms of a vote, the power from that perspective. You may have more because you and you want more money or you want more of something, um, but your vote is the same. Your your input is the same um, throughout the the shared economy. So, um, so is, it, is this a democratic community then? In a sense, yeah. But uh, the intent is not to focus on that. It was more to focus on um, sharing. It's almost like the Ubuntu uh, kind of yeah. approach. Yeah. So it, it's not more, it, it, the focus isn't on, well, yeah. let's 
either democratic or capitalist or this or that. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. about um, it was more about how do we share and how do we bring the best out of people, whatever that is. So um, that's the focus, and and uh, and so however the you know the way that we do it or how we use the power, however that forms itself around that is it's open. Because um, some of it may be Democrat, some may be consensus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like yeah. you got to do it this way, and we don't have time to talk about it. So, because um, <laughs> it's an emergency or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I don't think it should be one thing. Yeah. Um, and that's coming outside of the, the you know, the the box because it has to be the the intent was to create a community. It's outside the box. So in the version, in the second version of it, um, it didn't uh, play out because you know, people wanted, they saw the, I think the uh, potential and they wanted in on the ground floor, but it wasn't that kind of thing. This is more, you know, altruistic and uh, humanitarian and you know about purpose so um so that kind of uh that was the end of the uh the second iteration and now a third iteration has emerged <laughs> i bet you didn't know fabulous. fabulous i love it i love it i just love that uh, development of a process that actually takes us in the in the right direction step by step as we learn you know yeah and this time it's very different because the name of the, the network in its first iteration was the IFB network. Yes, um, I, and, I remember. Yeah. And that's because we were basing it on the principles of interconnectivity, flow and balance, which inter, which operate within all net all uh, ecosystems and networks. Then we changed it to the paradigm. The, the second iteration was called the paradigm. And uh, it was because we wanted we want to shift the paradigm, you know, not be a part of the, the paradigm that exists, but create a new paradigm uh, that, that doesn't play by the same rules. So all of that will is now culminating into something else, because um, all of the learnings <laughs> from each of the iterations. Now, we don't have a name for it. Right now, we're just calling it the community. But we're bringing the community together based on the principles of IFB and trust. So that's that's how people will enter in because of an interest in those things. And one way that we're doing it is through, um, shall we say, something that we're calling trust talks. and. It's a similar configuration as TED Talks, but it's different because the trust talks are designed. It'll be the configuration that's similar is we want to do it in different geographies. We want, we'll do some online, some of them in person. That type of thing is similar, but the talk itself is not. Uh, the talk itself, because trust is an inside out process. Um, you know, we talked about a number of different topics. We even got into disinformation and misinformation. And then when we really sat down with it, we said trust has to start within. 
cannot start with all this outside stuff. You have to start with yourself because how you trust yourself is how you interact with people. That, that's the, the roadmap for you to interact with people. And so your relationship with yourself has to be dealt with first. And so the, the talks start there with the heart. These are heart talks, H-E-A-R-T, which are also H-A-R-D. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so we have these heart talks that are trust talks and they follow the IFB um, uh, process where you talk about, uh, you know, who you are and not, and we, we're making it clear that it's not what you do. It's not about your job. It's who are you? Answer that question. And then tell a story about trust that you've experienced. And in that story, um, uh, at the end of it, we're going to use a, a methodology where we'll ask some powerful questions, but we won't open it to um, people because people have different opinions about what's being said and they may not be as sensitive to how vulnerable the person is being in that moment. So uh, we're, we're creating a deck of powerful questions that they'll randomly pick so that, uh, so that they can't prepare, but it also takes them deeper so that uh, in the end they learn something, but then we'll also involve the audience so that they can learn something about themselves. So um, we haven't we haven't uh, crafted the uh, the tool yet um, fully. We're in the initial conversations about it, but we want people to go deep uh, and stop being superficial and getting into the bickering but really focus in um, because when you really start to look at each person, we're more connected and more the same than, than we realize. And uh, all these things that separate us are just constructs, you know, they're not real. And uh, so the, all the talk about diversity divides people. The, uh, the root of diversity is div, D-I-V, divisive, division. Uh, and really what we need to talk about is unity and peace. That's, those are the conversations that are not being had. All this equity and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, I don't even want to go there. It's more about coming together because we have more in common <laughs> than then we uh, acknowledge. So um, it's uh, right now we're at a place where we're bringing people together by starting with the self, uh, and uh, and then we'll work it. You know, as you say, work it out, work it outward. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that that's an incredible um, process, and it's. Um, it reminds me of the idea of vulnerability because you're putting or enabling people to be very vulnerable about who they are, what they're about, and mm -hmm. what's important and purpose or whatever else. And I think that's that vulnerability that creates the space for for all the people then to to enter. And and I think that's you know much much more about this than me, but I think that is where the trust 
uh, is created and developed and held. And I think unless you get to that, and the fact that you're doing that space or creating that space right at the outset, it's from the person outwards. I th I think that's that makes good sense to me. I think that's good work. Yeah, and uh, you know the story, the the having a talk isn't enough. We want people to connect with themselves, so it's uh, we want to make it different. You know. Can I ask you a couple of um, construct questions to try and get my head around how this is shaping up? So um, your community is presumably individuals, and I assume that they they come together together in some way to meet, do they? And then how often is that? And then the second part of that question is you mentioned hubs, so. What, what is a hub and, and, and okay and what yeah <laughs> all right so the community has a structure uh and we're starting with the it's more circular uh hierarchical uh, so um at the center uh is a group of partners that do work in trust and culture or consult or coach whatever they do uh, but the the unifying factor is uh, they they do a lot of they use the trust tools uh, and and some use the IFB tools uh, that that uh, were designed through me. Now um, that's that's like the core group that gets together and we we start plan we're planning um, how this is going to roll out. But the master plan has uh, hubs where you have other groups of people uh, get together based on interest areas. So there might be something, some group that comes together on impact in education and trust or whatever else. It doesn't have to be about trust. It could be some form of impact that challenges the status quo. Um, and 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 really brings in another another way of doing and being within the a system. So the ideal is to create an alternative to what we have in terms of the system, because uh, this the system has been in place for you know millennia. So. Uh, Who's to say that we can't operate a different system within a system? Absolutely. You don't have Absolutely. to. You don't have to uh, comply. So it's um, yeah, it's really uh, a multi-level thing. But it starts, you know, with this hub of people that have interest areas, and different people might rise up and you know, kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah. People are naturally taking on leadership roles. It's not that anyone's being appointed. It's uh, like, uh, I have a partner in, in Italy. They just like, oh, Yvette, let's do this or let's do that. And they came up with the trust talk idea. And, uh, and so that's the way it should work. It shouldn't be about a person. It should be about uh, the legacy, the idea. Uh, impact. So that's, uh, 
you know, by re removing myself, uh, I'm not removing myself, but not expecting me to be in the forefront all the time and allowing everybody to uh, step up into their greatness is what this, this will do differently. So it's not about like some politician who's an elected person who's always the spokesperson. It's this system is different. It's whoever takes the leadership in whatever's their interest area, they stand up. And that stops people waiting for you to tell them what to do next or what the plan is or whatever. Yeah. It's so disempowering. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've effectively empowered them equally, as you've said, mm -hmm. to take responsibility for the pieces that matter to them are important for the um, community. Which, which challenges the leadership paradigm, because you really have to step back and allow people to shine and not feel threatened by it. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, wow, it's going to look like they're taking over and blah, blah, blah. No, it's it's just them doing something that they're passionate about and really good at. <laughs> I, I don't have yeah. it all, you know. So so if you if you pick up some of those potentially negative things around competition or jealousy or whatever else can exist in any sort of community or network, you're effectively trying to take all of that off the table right from the word go through this right. process of the talk through the process of of people being open or vulnerable and building trust and, and therefore that immediately it, there's no requirement for a competition so let me let me just raise the other big question then which always uh -huh. comes up in this which is of course about money and funding so how do you how do you plan to support or how does the, the community plan to support itself or is it purely voluntary in that sense? Um, there are multiple ways. Right now, um, the way it's supporting itself is through uh, the work. The you know the work and people are integrating trust into their domain. So how it's how it's opening up is um, we have four domains that we are investing in. One is trust in organizations, trust in academia, uh, because uh, we really have to start shifting how students think, because yep. academia really conditions them to think in certain ways, and we need more free thinkers. Uh, so trust in academia, uh, trust in um, families, this, we have to go to the foundation um, of everything and trust in communities. And I'm still thinking about what trust in communities means. Is it trying to build trust in communities in the old system or are we building something new? Or, a different type of community. Yeah. Because or, potentially, yeah. Because poten sorry, potentially you could be building new shapes of communities that are already don't even that don't even exist already which and number one but also secondly that are made up of different participants or components that we wouldn't even normally associate before as a community mm -hmm. so the the nature fabric the makeup um, of, of your communities 
is um is immense is, is immensely has immense potential and very powerful mm -hmm. so it's uh it's really um exciting because it has an organic uh, way of being everything every ecosystem that i've worked on has its a personality <laughs> and this this has a certain personality and it's it just wants to grow that's that's the way it feels so explain explain personality to me like the first the first one was more you know let's let's tell people to learn more about this and really understand impact and that type of thing and so it was more around it was built more around um learning yeah. but that's not a driver it's not a driving force for most people so for some it's a necessary evil <laughs> so but um and so it didn't it didn't live. It didn't thrive. It started out okay, uh, but then uh, there was there wasn't something holding it together and propelling it. So the second one, it had more potential, uh, but it felt like the, the the existing system penetrated it, uh, and. Um, and so the personality started to shape into um, what we have now. And, you know, what this is about is building something that's outside the box. It's not supposed to. Yeah, it'll have some aspects of, of the existing system, but it's not the existing system. Because you can't get rid of all of it. With spiral dynamics, you know, it kind of yeah. grade everything up. So um, that's, uh, that's what went or happened with that. And this one, I don't know who it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is your golden child, you know? That's what this one is. I don't um, know who it is, but it's starting to, it's doing its own thing. And it seems to be working. So where does, where does culture fit in then with personality? Of a, of a community well the, are they the, the same thing yeah i think culture is the personality and climate is the mood so you have uh you have a climate like in an organization you which is a kind of community is the culture which is the personality of the organization and each one is so distinct although there may be some uh, peculiarities that are similar to other companies, the way it manifests is so different because you have, you know, different people. And then you have the climate, which is the mood or the morale or, you know, attitudes. That's the, uh, you know, that's the other thing that's, that's present. And this time, the press, the, the mood, the attitude, uh, and this iteration, you can feel that it isn't like rah, 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 and we're pumped and hyped and that type of thing, but it's this thing that's growing and it's people are like waking up to, you know, how do I do this? How do I, you know, who, because every time they say, well, 
Well, I had a, a conversation with a partner yesterday and they were like, that, that, yeah, I'm going to help you and I'm going to do this for you. I said, no, this isn't that. This is everybody is mutually supported. So this isn't about me. <laughs> so when, when you have a conversation with a partner and he or she, she suggests an idea, then you and them discuss it. When do when does the idea then get shared with the rest of the group? So what I'm trying to get get at here is in the initial development of the community or the ecosystem, are you, for want of a better word, managing and developing the relationships to pull through the ideas and, and develop the connections and then enabling them to share? Or as soon as someone comes up with an idea, are you throwing it into the mix? Um. There are two levels of it happening. Some of the ideas are specific to the person's business and, and how they integrate uh, my intellectual property in to create something hybridized. So we created something new by integrating each of our intellectual properties. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing that you're mentioning, like, uh, the trust talks, that's an idea that came out. We spent, we initially, um, we were gonna run with summits and then after consulting with a summit expert, they were like, summits are not doing well this, you know, right now, blah, blah, blah. Things changed. It's, you know, it's not a, exactly a tool for most. Maybe some people are, but this person um, specializes in it. And so we, we went off the grid and then came back and we put together the, the framework for the trust talks and we came to the community and said this is what we're doing um we welcome your input we want to get everybody involved because the way this will work is it's not a few people getting involved as many people that want to be involved can get involved which is better and we build a quality community. It's, and this isn't about the biggest community. This is about a quality community that actually has an impact. So, um, so yes, we, depending on what it is that they're interested in, because we're not forcing them to do something for the community up front. It's whatever they come to the table with. But they will end up impacting the community. Because, for example, if they course that's specific to something that someone else in the community needs um it'll be made available yeah no i i, I get I, I i think that's a phenomenal model so effectively each of your partners working with or alongside you are developing some product service initiative whatever it is in line with the ethos of the community and therefore that can then be shared with other community members for them to take it on board, deliver it. And that in, in many ways forms an economic basis for the community to grow and develop. But there's no competition because everybody's working collectively and collaboratively and everybody's generating new products and services. Right. And expertise, drive and purpose. In their domains. So domains. Yeah, and some of the domains are crossing over. So yeah. you might have somebody that's interested in um, academic stuff 
and also organizational offerings. And so it's, it's uh, blossoming in a way that's natural and organic as opposed to uh, anyone imposing that it has to grow in this direction, it has to grow in that direction. It's going to grow in, in multiple directions and it's okay. Well, can you have people, and maybe this is the outer circle that you haven't spoken about yet, but can you have people in the community who aren't trainers and coaches and mentors and facilitators mm -hmm. and yeah, but who, but who simply want to um, be part of this and, and learn yeah. from it and, and apply the, the values to what they do? Yeah, and that's why, um, A, we're... We're also going to zoom in on university students um, to kind of get them talking about changing the paradigm and, uh, you know, bringing trust in <laughs> into uh, their lives, whether it's in the organization and family or wherever, or other, other um, impactful kinds of values. Um, and it doesn't have to be about values. It could be a project that they're very yeah. interested in and they want to collaborate on. It isn't limited to one, one thing. Trust is just the beginning of the conversation. It isn't, it, the intention is to expand it out. So impact happens in the context yeah, of paradigm shifting. And you can have as many hubs as you need to have for each particular right. sector or project or whatever. Yeah, you can have a hub system and it's each hub will be end up being a system where you can have a hub that for instance if it's education you can have that system it could be like a group that's interested in in academia and then you can split it up into tertiary secondary you know elementary whatever yeah. um special uh, needs whatever so the, the yeah. point is for it to grow in a direction that, uh, you know, kind of adheres to the principles of the whole ecosystem. Because it's literally an ecosystem and with an, the intention is to build an economy within it. Yeah. So where does or where do traditional businesses interact here? So can they can they interact with this or yeah. or how how does that happen event yeah i mean the businesses that uh exist within the ecosystem will do business with with business yes. inside the ecosystem and they can be a part of the ecosystem once they work within our value system which would be the non-competition and you know the shared economy once they buy into that, they can, they can enter in and benefit from it. So uh, there's no, uh, they don't have to be on the outside. It's not exclusive. It's just that it's different rules <laughs> to play this game. Yeah, but, and I, and I'm 100% sure. with, yeah, but I'm, but can you have then a commercial privately owned business, mm -hmm. which eat, which exists to, I don't know, make money from coffee or whatever it happens to be. As part of this ecosystem, 
if the two have different sets of values? Because one's about making money largely, that's why it exists. And the other is, is not, the other one's more about developing and looking after relationships in each other and the environment or whatever. To me, I don't know that making money is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's just maybe an out of balance thing. Um, and if they want to make money, that's fine, but it needs to be in balance with uh, the other the the other values. Um, I wouldn't want to say that making money is you know turn it into some kind of a pariah. Um, no. Because it that's the system that we're in. And we can't judge everything, but if that's the only thing you're about, then you're not a fit for the value system within within the ecosystem. But uh, if you're willing to be balanced and you know do more for the community and you know find ways to treat your staff differently or whatever, whatever that is. Uh, if you commit to a change, then you can come in whether you make money or not. It doesn't have to be a, I don't, I don't see money as the issue, it's the values that are more important. I am. Um, Brian's just gone back to your two terms that you used about the nature of organizations. And um, you talked about the personality of an organization and you talked about the climate within and I do, I, do you have specific tools for people to use to work out what an organization personality is mm -hmm. or what the climate is? But then I, I'm, yeah. I'm just asking because I think those are, are priceless because yeah. they just give, they give us a different framework uh, for looking at what we're doing yeah. within organizations. There are tools and methodologies um, that that I've created. Um, the tools are more uh, focused on trust because that's what I've spent time on so far. Um, the methodologies are more around shifting an organization's um, understanding of itself. Because first you have to figure out who you are. Most organizations, they just start working because the owner you know, brought in three, four people and they're hustling and <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't spend a lot of time on figuring out the mission, the vision. No, no. They did. It was, you know, rudimentary and, you know, things changed since then. Uh, and they just kept working. They're working. They're working. They're working. They're working. They're working. Everything is transactional. Yes. And, and so they do that for so long. Like you could do that for 10 years. And then one day wake up and say, who are we? You know? And I've seen, I've seen that where, you know, after multiple years, even a decade, they haven't figured it out, but they are operating and based on what the world defines success as, they're making money, um, but there's no soul. The people are suffering, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no soul in the business. And while on the surface, everyone's surviving and coping and they may be laughing and, you know, reasonable, apparent relationships, uh, the soul is still missing. So what are your, 
your hopes for this we're, we're, as it grows and develops? Well, do you have a vision for it? Um, yeah. Um, to be a healthy alternative as a system. <laughs> Doesn't have to compete with another system or anything. But if people want to be a part of something, um, it won't be perfect. Uh, but certainly the aim is to hold it accountable to the values. Then uh, something else will be available as opposed to being forced to uh, be a part of one system. You know, it's, uh, it's just uh, an op option. Right, an option, a viable option that people find to be more healthy because the system that exists, it's you know, you have people going to work, they look like zombies. It's, there's no aliveness. Like in, in my ecosystem, when we talk about stuff, we start laughing and we go into the zone. You can these creative zones. I mean, there's so much energy and it's not faked. People are like, oh, you fat. I didn't believe this happened. And we're always, there's always something unexpected, serendipitous, you know, fun that happens. And that's how we should live. You know, that's that's how we shouldn't call it work. <laughs> that's the experience of, of uh, interacting at that level, you know, and I think everyone should be able to experience that. It shouldn't be zoned out, stressed out, burnt out. Everything is out. <laughs> it's come in. <laughs> Yvette Bethel, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Evolve, reinventing leadership, building freedom cultures. Learn more about our proprietary trust, leadership, and culture courses and certifications at the IFB Academy. You can check them out at organizationalsoul.learnworlds.com.